Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again, me and the gay homie, I'm Deotis. I'm Joe. Did you guys enjoy that last episode? Like, we really had a good time. What our boy Beatty from Hold Up, We Need to Talk. I had a good time talking with him as well. He, he's good people, he's level-minded, you know. Very open-minded as well, man. I love that about my homies, man, because, you know, we grew up in an era where we weren't, you know, our people weren't very open-minded about anything. Mm-hmm. Very stuck in our ways, and you know when I when I'm around people like him and others that I grew up with, I get very, um, what's the word? I get inspired, man. And Makes you better, right? I get inspired because I'm like, oh, so we can change. We can create yeah, some yeah. Uh, progression in our communities. If my boys can do it, that means others can. So mm-hmm. you know, talking not about stuck. talking about open-mindedness, we also have Mo County. Is he open-minded, though? I think, well... I mean, he... Like, <laughs> we, I'm not going to say nothing about no trans folks around him. <laughs> I think uh, we had some open-ended conversations with him, as, at the least. You know, it, 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 what you're saying, it leaves things to be desired, is what his... Um, <laughs> is what it's saying. I don't like to call things bad. Mm-hmm. I just... <laughs> You know I don't like to call things bad. I just say that they leave something to be desired. Uh huh. That's it. Well, I think our conversations with things you can always get better. Is not leaving things to be desired. You know, I enjoy our, our tidbits and conversations as well. He's open enough. You know. I mean, look, <laughs> I love that we all have our opinions. Right. And the great thing about having your opinions is being able to speak them. Yeah. That's my only issue, man. Just let us speak our opinion and ask these questions, and then you know we come back have. Look, I am very open-minded. Mm-hmm. I am willing to discuss just about anything. Mm, there's some people I'd rather not discuss stuff with. But, all right. It's for everybody's right, safety, listen, though. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> and this is just, I am that person. Yes, yes, I'm going to speak on it. I don't want to discuss race with like with white people in general mm-hmm. i am I'm, it's tiring okay and it's like is this on me is this really on me to to like help you out with this well because you speak about how like the trans community needs to be like rosa parking things for us because am i really rosa parking this shit we've been here for, we've been for doing so long since rosa park like all you okay, have so i mean come point. on since way before that it's just <laughs> come on man like First of all, this is being. First of all, it's all about just initially just being human being. Mm-hmm. All right, then understanding your position in this country. Like, I, if I got to do all that shit for you, like speak on the general shit, then that's a problem. I'm tired. Because there's some other specific shit that I want to talk about right here, right now, but I got to build this foundation with you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. I'm good, fam. Like, yeah. I'd rather... I'm good. There are so many documentaries. There's so much information out there. There's so many books you can read by black and white people uh, to educate you about racism. So it's not on us. It's just... It at can't the end be of the on day, us just stop being point. racist. Like, I mean, if you don't understand when, when you're racist, like, there's... If you just put in Google... <laughs> like you say, lamest term of racist. Yeah, like oh what's racist? Like what's some? T- what am I doing that's racist? And I'm, I promise you, there were there's always somebody black writing an article about this shit, about simple shit that you never re- realized you were doing that was racist. So just Google it. 
YouTube it. And then maybe if, like, because I'm not saying that I never talk about it, but I talk about it with people who are educated on the subject, you know, or have done the, have done their, their work on it. Mm-hmm. Then I want to talk. Because if, if I'm just over here starting at the kindergarten level with you, <laughs> no, thank you, man. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll, get, I'll send some books your way. I ain't going to buy them for you, but I will give you a list. Things to start with. And and to the black people in IR dating situations, in interracial dating situations, who do that IR. labor. You gays you know. and queers have all the alphabets. He went straight to IR. and like, <laughs> I'm, You guys love your abbreviation. We like words. Uh, I like words. Y'all don't. <laughs> I was like, what? The, I, oh, but God. God bless y'all for doing the work. God bless y'all for doing the work because, listen... I mean, we hope they're doing the work. That's the whole. Yeah, that's the whole fighting argument. Because um, I think a lot of people in mixed relationships get really complacent and don't even bring those types of hot topics up and just sit there and just be there. However, that's a good point. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about. Well, you know, me and Joe kind of had this discussion before about if segregation would be, if we should go back to segregation as far as the black community supporting each other, businesses within our own circles, and how that would look like today and if it would benefit us today. So would segregation benefit the black community in 2019? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And and, um, I want to, I usually, I guess I'm saying this because I'm on the podcast, I usually don't care to say this stuff, but just to be clear, segregation doesn't mean I can't talk to you. And I hate you because you're not black. It doesn't has absolutely nothing to do with how I treat you socially or anything like that. We are talking about community building. I mean, because let's be honest, there are communities that are segregated or let's call them separate without actually legally being segregated. Have you been to Koreatown? They have their own banks, their own grocery stores, their own everything. I'm so glad you brought that and up. And their names at the grocery stores are never in English. Nothing's in English because they're like, fuck it, this is for us. And they're building and building and growing, and they are growing crazy because I've been here my whole life. Koreatown didn't always, did not always look like that. They are buying up block by block by block and just growing and expanding. So you see it can work. I mean, honestly... Integration was the worst thing to ever happen to black Americans. From 1860s, from the 1860s to 1920s, black people were in the greatest economic position that they've ever had in this country. Um, in 1920s, I think it said they had blacks own about 20 million acres of land in the United States. Yeah, I think and the from black 1920s to, to the 1950s, to when it got to the 1950s, they lost damn near all of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just right there, I mean, that's the basic of just land. But, I mean, I remember talking to my mama in high school. And I, you know, because you read the books, integration was great. I remember my mama, like, blowing my mind. She was like, segregation was good. I was like, What? I'm 15. She's like, no, segregation was good. We had our own hotels. We had our own everything. Like, there were, let me give you a list of things that you don't think about that black people own. Broom factories. Mattress factories. 
They had two cab companies in every major city. They had bus companies. Talk that I shit. was listening to Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson said he came from a family that owned a bus line in North Carolina that had, that had over 500 buses. They didn't just service blacks. They serviced whites. They were a real business that did it all. I mean, you, of course, you got the nightclub. And I say, of course, you got the nightclubs, but that's a big deal because this is Los Angeles. I know... We don't have a real nightclub. We don't have a black-owned nightclub that I would consider a real nightclub. There's, there's a couple bars that kind of are a nightclub, but not really. Because if you compare it to what you would rather go to for a nightclub, you don't want to go to that. Like, if you're really thinking about going to the club, that's not it. It's really going to the bar, and now people start dancing past a certain time. <laughs> so, I mean, you had nightclubs, you had speakeasies and bars and restaurants, of course, and you can... You had your tailor, your cleaners. Yeah. Like every little thing that you wanted done could be done by a black person. Your plumbing, your homes, you know, building your homes, uh, electricians. You, every, you didn't have to go there for anything. Well, then when okay, integration so happened, you lost it all. So and I you wanna, lost a lot of those skills too. All right, okay, so I want to talk about that because... Oh, one more know, thing. Let's get okay, to the, thing, the most that? important thing mm-hmm. that happened because this is why... Like, this is pretty much like the basis for integration was schooling. Mm -hmm. So the schooling, that's what killed off so many educators. Like, all right, so you integrate the schools. You start putting a few black kids at this school, a few black kids at that school. And guess what they did? They got rid of the whole black school. So you integrated into the white schools, got rid of all the black schools. And guess what you got rid of since you got rid of the black schools? Black educators. Principals. Teachers, you didn't bring those with you to teach teach the kids. Also, lost the support system. Mm-hmm. So, when you're teaching, when you have a teacher that looks like you and knows your story and knows what you can do, they're teaching you because they want you to go to another level in life. Like this is real. Like I am teaching you because I want you to be better than what you are right now. Like my mother, like she's from the country. She picked cotton. Like in Mississippi. Everybody thinks I'm lying. Like my mama picked cotton in Mississippi growing up. Like she said when she got to California, they were so far ahead of everybody else. And we talking about some little schools, little dirt schools in Mississippi. They wanted that. The teachers wanted them to learn. They wanted to learn. Like it was a real like drive to be educated. And then that integration like killed off a lot of that. I mean, we, we can see how how important it is to have black educators in black schooling. When you look at the, even now, the black colleges, like the people that come out of like the Howards and the FAMUs, like mm-hmm. it, it's really like, damn, like you get inspired by these people. You're like, damn, we need more of that. And it's kind of dying off. Like not, it ain't going to die off no time soon, but you see we're losing a little bit. I mean, they're hella expensive. So, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a struggle right now, but yeah, it's, I mean, dude, we had our own baseball, not team, but we had our own baseball organization. The Negro, we had two, I think we had two Negro leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they integrated, like all they want, like they were so happy to just be like loved by the white folks. Like, look at them. They're letting us in. We're, Jackie Robinson is letting us, Jackie Robinson going to the Major League Baseball killed off, killed off those leagues. It was over. Mm-hmm. They did not matter anymore because... We got into the leagues. Instead of finding out a way where we can get some of those teams from the leagues into 
Major League Baseball. There we go. There we go. Instead of just one, two men, and then you know, come, yeah, yeah. like you kind of you forget how much you're losing by individual, you know, accomplishments. And is it an accomplishment at the end of the day because they like you? I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to sneak this in, uh, and I think that the. Uh, the, the economics of black people being quote unquote segregated just work, especially considering everyone else does it. Um, so I have uh, some stats from Nielsen, uh, and these were from last year, okay? So in the Asian community, uh, the dollar stays in the Asian community for 30 days, in the Jewish community for 20 days, in the white community for 17 days, and in the black community for six hours. Oh On top of that, for every dollar that black people spend, only two cents of that on average is at a black owned business. Do you get what I'm saying? So the, the, the economics of us being segregated and having to rely on each other economically just makes sense. And I'm not even just talking about um, you know, supporting your, lo your local chicken joint or the, uh, or the, the, the print shop in, in Windsor Hills. Like, I'm talking wholesale, you get what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm talking us relying on each other to supply our businesses, to supply everything, basically I mean, everything we need. We're actually, it's funny that this is brought up because like I was talking to you earlier about a buddy that I'm working with who's from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Sam, he is, we're working on something right now that will happen in November where we will do something weekly the whole month about um, black economic empowerment in Los Angeles and oh, trying I'm to, there. you know, just support black businesses, talk to the black businesses, talk about where we need to go with this, you know, and talk about what they need from us as a customer, mm -hmm. you know, but just build that camaraderie between each other and to keep growing, keep supporting. Who needs help? Who needs more, more customers? Let's all go support you. Let's be a family about this. How can we create some kind of committee with all the black restaurants? Yeah. Maybe they all come together and have their own garden somewhere, you know, have their own rest, have their own grocery store, support the black owned grocery store that is trying to come up mm -hmm. right now, a supermarket. Um, I forget the young lady's name, but she's trying to uh, buy up the spot on Slauson. Uh, are you talking about the, uh, the woman that owns um, the grocery outlet? No. No? Not no, her? no, 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 person. no, no, no. This is a young lady. She, uh, you can catch her every Sunday on Degnan in Lamert Park. She sells... Uh, fresh fruit. They're trying to buy the spot that was once owned by Mr. Wisdom on Slauson near West Boulevard, not too far from the Marathon store. So trying to keep Slauson as black as possible. Um, also, man, so a lot of people don't even realize like that, that whole integration thing, it really wasn't about that. It really was supposed to be more like the problem was the lack of resources mm -hmm. because you're not going to be mad. Like, Look, you can go to a hotel that, I mean, we always wanted to be the best when we had our own shit. We yeah. wanted to be top of the line. You better, you know, and we're on our, on our employees. The owners were taking care of business. You, you, and we wanted to go to places that accepted you, where you, you know, you, especially if there you There was a go whole atlas about this. There was a whole atlas. Yeah. So, yeah. the problem was the lack of resources. So, privately, fun, privately owned shit were good. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about schools. We're talking about yeah. parks and all this. Like the public, you know, the resources that are supposed to be given to the people were not just distributed correctly. Like we were giving like nothing. Or 
giving the hand-me-down books, mm-hmm. pages torn out, covers torn out. So you're sitting there repairing books so that you can get some education. Like this is where this is that's what the problem was. It wasn't like, come on, let me go to school with you. It was like, give me a fucking chance, man. If you going I mean, I'm paying my taxes. Shit, black black people have been the best Americans America's ever seen. We did everything we were supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. And got nothing for it. Absolutely nothing. So I want to ask a couple of questions, though. So, um, you know, at a time when we were segregated, um, that's a time, you know, when our needs were a lot more basic. You know, all we needed was, I don't know, socks, shoes, and sugar. I don't know. And today, <laughs> today... You know, in 2019. But see, you can mix up, mix that up with depre- with the depression as well. Like, if you mm-hmm. start speaking on like lack of like certain products and stuff like that, that that's a that was well, everybody's not, situation. Yeah. Well, no, that's not my question. My question is, in comparing to 2019, when everyone wants and needs are a lot more greater. My my question is, if you were to, you know, bring us into a moment of um, segregation. Do you fear that within our circle, the wants that we would need would not be held because we can't solely provide everything within our own community? So you know, the world there, has been you know, always about a trade and barter type of situation so, forever. So what we do there is because we now have unity, because we are in our own communities and building them up, you come together to demand from, the, from your, the, the, your councilman, your mayor, if you want these votes, you will give the resources needed. Because now that you're not as dispersed as you once were because you're building your community together. Because you're now- and, and that's part of my point is that it's not a need of segregation. It's a need of a community changing what they want. Like if you got the, you got the Korean you know, community, you got the Jewish community, they had the mindset to be able to want these things for themselves. No, they got it. And then- They went and got it. They got the mindset to get and to want these things. And so we were integrated and, you know, stripped of those type of opportunities. Doesn't mean that segregation is the answer. It means that our mindset needs to be reset. You know what I mean? So if you're not, so if you continue to stay integrated, you know what happens, right? What happens is that you, you continue to be in your bubble while the rest of the world moves forward. No. (laughs) No, if you continue to be integrated. Mm -hmm. Oh, integrated. Okay, yeah. Because if you're going to talk about you continue to be in your own bubble, um, like I said again, Koreatown, their own bubble, they're taking, they're killing it. What bubble? What well, bubble? We, who? Well, my, we got the best bubble. I you understand your economic bubble, but I feel like there's a social bubble that also, because we meet people who are always hold on, in hold their on. own. I love when people say, how bad you want to socialize with white folks? It's not about me just talking to somebody. Social socializing or social socializing your lineage but makes you a more like well-rounded a, person. That if you're almost sounds there, like an inf- inferiority thing. Like how? Because, because you want to know more why, about the no, world. No, no, I'm gonna tell you why. Not one particular. Not, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because there is a group, the leading group in this country, the most populated group in this country. They are not worried about intermingling with other races because they don't have to be. Why? Does that... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say anything. I can't Does say that, anything. I know, word, I know. Word, inch wise. Go ahead, because, Well, you said something, so now I, got, I can respond, right? Does that keep them in their bubble? Do, I mean, they don't have to. Why do, don't they have to? Is there, so their bubble matters more than mine? That's nowhere near what I'm saying. You, but you just said if saying, they don't have to. Why don't they have to then? Why don't they have to what? 
why don't they have to intermingle with others? You, that's what we're talking about. You're talking about the socializing of it. They don't care to socialize with others like that. They are in their own world. Because they're already on their top. They're already on top. So I'm saying for us to continue to be in our bubble where we don't get to voyage or learn anything else outside our own worldly things, there's a whole world out there is what I'm saying. So what are they learning? So, so what are they learning? I, I guess the rest of the shit that's out there in the world. No, I'm they're just they're not. They're just in their own superiority position, not learning anything. Listen, man, here we go right here. So I'm gonna read a. This is a, social integration is disintegration. So increasingly, blacks are viewing social integration in America as a failure. It is a form of tokenism because that's what it sounds like right now. It has given black Americans limited access to resources and institutions within mainstream society. And that's what you get when you stick, when you stay in integrated systems. We are still going to, if we're in an integrated system, we'll be at the lowest level of it and get shit. In so the way that it is right now, one hand, of course, yeah. They gave with one, it doesn't change if you're in the system with them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this want and urge of wanting to know more or be more or all of that. So, but wanting to know more, that... That has nothing to do because I'm that saying that has nothing you, to do with intermingling with other groups. So you don't think that there comes any type of value of knowing more of what else is out there? Let that How be does cultures. That, that, I, that I, be. But that doesn't change. I remember I said at the very beginning mm -hmm. when I said when I talked about segregation, I said that does mean that does not mean I cannot socialize with you. I cannot talk to you. I can't. Befriend you, anything like, that has nothing. So you to do mean with segregation that. only in the sense of business and nothing else? Business community, like, well, who that, would disagree with that? I'm saying the moment, the, the, the but even if we did not, so because there that, are whole for me that's a problem because that means that I'm stifled in some way where I can't I mean, know. There's no, I'm too nosy but there's for that. No, but there's no law that you can't talk. What we can't fly, we can't get on planes. That's why I'm because I think we're forgetting the fact if you're segregated, that you're still in the same position as in white folks, or anybody else, because you're getting your motherfucking money. You're getting your money. You can go hang out anywhere, go, go fly anywhere, go make business deals with anyone mm -hmm. and come right back and build up your community like the Koreans are building up theirs. Well, I, they're not stuck. I, I'm, they're not stuck. And, I, you know, I've always said that the only thing that the black community is missing to be, I guess, superior than any other race is that sense of unity. Yes, that would, you know, that would help our dollar, that would help that. My whole point is that that comes with, that comes with segregation outside of money. I didn't know we was just talking about money. Out, what comes with segregation is your isolation of the rest of the world. That's the thought that I was having with it. How is, but you, how, why did you think we can, we, we done traveling because we segregated ourselves into our communities to build them up? Like, why would you think we done well, traveling? And because I think that there is more of a value too. Still, there is value in it, at least of, I guess, socializing or traveling with people of other races, so things like that. So then I come but back to the white folks. They, but that's not your argument, though. Like, you're able to do but, that within But now your, I do want to argue that because if we the only ones... And that's what I knew you wanted to argue because no, it wasn't want, just about I money. I knew it no, wasn't just about no, money. It's you, about us being segregated you. as a people no, is what I never you wanted, wanted to talk. No, I actually never wanted to argue that. But the way you're putting it, I got to argue it because... Why are we the only ones worried about socializing with others? And see, that's my point, though, is that I knew that this was more than the money. That was what my issue was no, with I, it. Look, you so, brought that up. 
Well, so for me, this I, is what it always was about. So now I'm because if no, we stayed, but you, said, you keep saying I wanted to talk. No, I didn't want to respond to that now. Because yeah. our differences of ideas about what segregation meant for us is different. You fundamentally only wanted to talk about the segregation and ties to us being tied to money and economics. Because that's the only thing that, that matters to the building up of this community. Hmm. I think what matters more is also a cultural development. Like what you <laughs> cultural need to, development. In the community, yes. In our community, These people don't and know I want to know about all the other ones too. You don't know I, enough about yourself yet. You don't. You're right. I'm not saying that that should be excluded. So that's the most important fucking thing. It's important for sure. These white folks don't know shit about you. And I don't need our, them to. And I'm going to know everything about but, them so I can know how to win. But all right? how? You don't know about yourself to win. They. So what I'm, I'm not excluding that, so that point, though. So my thing is, why are we the ones? Why are you worried about us? We ain't got shit to begin with. Why do we want to fuck with them? Why do we want to know about everybody else? We got shit to do. Why do your argument only consist as if we don't have to? I want to know more about myself, absolutely. And I want that to include Why? everything else outside of my world because I'm nosy. I have a voyage of inf I want. I want information. I have a yearning for information. I'm just that saying. That does not stop you from getting information. But, for, but according for to you, you, you don't even want us to, you saying that it's not no, about socializing no, no, too. No, no, no. No, well, I haven't you said anything. Because you're trying to, you, according to you, no, no, motherfucker, that's not what I said. What did you I say? Yeah, according to you, what? Can you complete the thought? Because I ain't finished it. <laughs> according to me, I am only, I'm not concerned about socially growing and being cultural in the black community. I'm not concerned about that. That's what I'm. What I was going to say is that, according to you, the only thing that matters within our development is, or our segregation is economics and nothing else out, outside of that. I'm saying that you also do feel that we don't need to be socialized with other cultures and shit too because we shouldn't care about that because we need to care about ourselves most and foremost, which I don't disagree with. I'm saying added on to that, I think it needs to be understood that there's a value to know the rest of this world as well. Everybody gets to see the rest of the world. Look, man, there are people, there are countries in Africa where there are only this, these people there. And I get, that's my argument. And they my travel, that's they my, go see things. Why would, why was that going to stop? I don't I, understand. That's such a, to me, that right there is such a small thing in the like grand scheme of this whole like growth of the community. Like, who wants to just stay home all the time? I plan on going, no matter whether we segregating or not, I plan on jumping on a plane, seeing Italy and seeing Australia again. And but it's, I'm not saying just landmarks and shit like that. What I think we're disagreeing on as well is that, yes, of course, environment and places and shit like that. But I also think that there is value in learning other cultures, as in the people themselves. That's sure. what you can befriend whoever you want. <laughs> so I, I never said I never said stop befriending people, but it's all about us for once. And I keep the only reason I'm arguing that point is because these folks, these other man, I just look at these folks. They don't care nothing about no other race but their own. And it's not even the thought. It's not even just them purposely thinking that. They just like even when they go to restaurants that are culturally you know, different from theirs. They go in there with this ethnocentric, like, view, ethnocentric thinking, like, you know, just, a, I'm better than you thinking. My mom used to always tell me, if you go into a store and everything is in Spanish or Korean or anything, walk back out because it's not for you. And, you know, I take that until today. 
my point is that, I, you know, it still doesn't change me wanting to know more about whoever those people are. I, man, know. as a human being, I feel like you would want to, like, you would just be, um, you know, yearn for more information. I mean, I look, just because I want, I'm all for the black community growing doesn't mean I'm not going to sit there and watch a documentary on some other people. And right, like right. the TV doesn't change. Like we now I would want us to be in more control of what we're viewing because I mean, the reason why, <laughs> the reason why we're so like in the know of the white world is because I mean, basically what's on TV. Like nothing surprising, nothing surprising, like just asking y'all, like when y'all around, you know, white folks and, and, and uh, as coworkers or just, you just from your day to day, whatever, are you ever surprised by anything that they do? And I, I, I'm asking this because I feel like when I watch TV, I got a chance to view every type, you know what I mean? And are you saying surprise in like let's say the, the quality of work they put up as an no, actor or no, no, no. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking. Or about, I'm talking about surprise your, in things that they do if you see them on the news. No, like, no, no. I'm talking about your day to day with just everyday white folks, like at oh. work and like the socially. Oh, like, okay, okay, okay. Like, do you do you, do they ever strike you uh, in any type of? Sometimes I guess like I mean like for instance like I may meet somebody or know somebody white people that I'm like damn he's funny as fuck like I mean they have like. Skill sets, you know, still. I'm just saying, does, what you mean? Is it so different from what you've already seen of white folks growing up on? TV? Oh, I understand your question. It's never extraordinary, like as if you would see within your own people. Like it's no. It always got to me, man. <laughs> like, like that's why we're so. Let's, like, we're never surprised. We just we know how to like meet them at their culture, I guess. Uh -huh, meet, and they yeah. don't know shit about us, mm -hmm. and they don't really try. They don't even you. Going back to that point you brought up about the fucking movie that it pissed me off. They watched what, what was it uh, the Best Man or yeah. Love Jones or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a and group of white folks who watched it and they just didn't get it because they can only see us. And there was way. like nothing to not get. Not get. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, I want I want everybody to understand like this isn't like and I I sometimes I I stop myself from doing this because I'm like well who cares like whatever y'all want to think but I want you to understand like there is no hate in my heart. For like people. Like yeah. I don't have no hate. But there is a, a hope that you, and I believe me when it comes to this hope, because most of my hope is kind of like dealing with my own people. But the hope of just uh, understanding of other human beings, I don't give a fuck what they're doing. Like it does not matter. Like just be a regular fucking person. And so I did, I, w I wanted to come on in and just say, sorry, this I went off. No, 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 you're good. Um, so to the point about economics and um, while I, and why I have to kind of agree with Joe on this about economics. Man, being why the motherfuckers most hate agreeing with me? <laughs> <laughs> like I think D D not my favorite thing. D hates agreeing with me, and we agree on so much shit. But and I love that this happened because finally we got into a fight on this motherfucker. Yes, let's go. Um, so what I'm gonna say is this: is that. Our lack of economic resources and our lack of access to certain things literally directly affects our quality of life. The fact that we don't own as much real estate means that we don't have as much pull uh, when gentrification starts to happen and that black families are literally forced out because we don't own shit. You get what I'm saying? Our um, a Quick story. You, you guys know that I've been trying to start a business, right? 
And uh, when I went to downtown LA to try to find uh, wholesale fruit, all of the farmers were Mexican or white. Not one of them were black. So then, so there's another inequity there because that I, I learned then, well, shit, we don't really have much control over what we eat either because there aren't enough black people that own land uh, to fucking farm on. So the reason why I think Joe is saying that the economics are most important is because they literally affect our quality of life. Like our lack of economic resources and our lack of access to them can literally kill us. It can literally kill us. It can leave us without housing. It can leave us without quality food. It can leave us without education. Um, it, it, it leaves us without so much. So once that is taken care of, everything else will fall in line. I don't personally think there's a shortage of black people who love themselves and love their culture. I don't think there's a shortage of I, any of that. I do. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I, the reason why I say that is because there's, I mean, I- well, what, And what do you mean by black people loving themselves? What is a that, lot what of that black like people feel that they, without saying it, they believe they are inferior to white folks. Mm. I truly believe, I mean, by even just not believing that they can is a belief that you are inferior. That's I a mean, good point. Or That's even point. just trying to be like them. Mm -hmm. That is the worst thing y'all could do, right? Honestly, like I'm, it's because we're not in the position to be like white folks. White folks are very, they, they live very individualistic lives. Mm -hmm. And they can. We they are the majority. Collective. We have to, and it's harder for us than most yeah. because we're not coming from another country. We've been here forever. So you would think that we would be in a position to behave more like white folks and be more individualist because we should have way more than what we have. Yeah. And we have been knocked down so many times. Anyway, because we, we, we should be, and every time it seems like things get knocked down. But- it's hard to pull back and say, you know what? All right, we have to act like we just got to this motherfucker. Yeah. We have to come together and we have to just say, because one thing that white folks did too was you had, because you had people from, you had Polish folks and Irish and they came together. Like mm -hmm. they actually were like, hey, we got to come together. Like we're talking about back in the like 30s, 40s or something like that to like get to, Make sure this is very true. that their communities weren't getting taken over by us. Like they had to unite and grow and do business with each other and shit mm -hmm. like that. Now, we have to start all over again and, like I said, act like we are just now getting to this country mm -hmm. and be more community thoughtful. You know, we have to be, you have to be, we have to be community first in our thinking or else it doesn't go nowhere. Yeah, like definitely, again, back to it, unity is first, which we don't have, that brings the money, and then that brings the rest of our structures. Like, it's unity first, which we we don't have. We do not have, and I, I feel in the least bit, but you are, know. Are you saying unity in like the kumbaya sense, or are you saying like economic unity? Economic unity. The unity comes, and the economics comes with that. Like. We don't have support for each other to even like want to help the next black person. Look, I don't care uh, if y'all. I mean, I, I'm with you for sure. I want us to all love each other first. Like I really do, because I really like love my people. I love being around them and shit. But even if y'all all hate me, and y'all still supporting the business that I have and other businesses that are black, and we could build together. Like 
you're not gonna hate me, but I just, we can have we can have disagreement and not and look, I go through the to the Jewish community, you know, go to some of the stores and shit. They be talking shit right, to the yeah, owners and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? They still they come right back the next yeah. day. Yeah. They, which is which is why which is why I don't know if I all the way buy that we have to kumbaya first in order to support each other. It should literally be something that we do without thinking about it. There should be you know? some. We have to have an understanding of what we're doing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Cause, cause we gotta to know be, why. But I'm yeah. I'm saying like it 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 should just be an impulse. I remember when yeah, I um. I have a, a I, I'm with a black owned bank. I'm with One United, and um, and I had a roommate who just could not, for the life of them, understand why I would just go and sign up with this little bitty itty black bank when you got Bank of America, Wells Fargo, who will give you your card on the spot and not mail it to you, and and just and just all this other shit. And it, it, I was just trying to explain to that person. Uh, that it was that it was important to me, and I'm struggling right now with deciding which black bank to open a business account with. You get what I'm saying? Because I want as much of what I'm doing as I can to 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 revolve around blackness and 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 black economics, and that's why that is exactly why I keep saying like I just feel like we got to have the economics conversation first. Like we can get to the kumbaya therapy session and and address all the things that we've been talking about, right? Like colorism, sexism, homophobia. These are conversations that we are having to 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 try to get to try to get to a, a better place as a community. But that economics conversation, I, I just I feel like we should prioritize it. Yeah, we um quick quick so I'm thinking about it. Do any of y'all follow pages on Instagram that's about like Black businesses or black. I'm glad you brought that up. So yes, I do. Um, I follow Black Wallet. Um, I also listen. Uh, we I buy listen, black. Yep, we buy black. Um, I list. There's a podcast that I listen to every week uh, called the uh, Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. I listen to it every week uh, for just ideas and tips and things like nice. that. Um, yeah, yeah, and there there are more, and and as I find them on Instagram, I will uh, tell you. But I definitely they're def. Oh, uh, black uh, new Black Wall Street or Black Wall Street. That's another uh, Instagram page that I follow and a Facebook page I follow. Um, yeah, there are there are more, but uh, those are like the ones that I remember right now. But I follow so many pages that revolve around Black economics, and one of the reasons I do is because oftentimes they'll shout out Black businesses that you can support. You get what I'm saying? This is like, this is a free resource. I don't have to pay to view an Instagram page. And now I'm finding out about all of these black owned businesses I can give my money to instead. I'm finding a black business where I can get my soap, right? I'm finding a black business where I could get cleaning products. I'm finding a black business- I mean, we will have some soap. Black folks love saying? soap and yes. shea butter. If y'all don't make some other shit. If y'all don't make some no, nah, but uh, was it? Uh, damn, I always forget about this one. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Keep talking. Um, I have pretty bad um, eczema and psoriasis, but no one would know because of the products I use. And I follow um, a black-owned um, business, and I buy my um, I buy my body wash and my um, body lotion from them because it's the only thing that worked. And I mean, it worked better than Cetaphil. All that like you know abrasive shit or that shit that won't even lather on your ass. It's called Unique Roots R O T T Z, and they do have an Instagram page and a web website Unique Roots as well. And I definitely endorse them. I get their bar soap, which is um, 
everything they make is 100% organic, and their bar soap is made out of tea tree oil, oatmeal. Those are like the two main ingredients, and then there's like what 10% or something else, but it still is all organic. And then they have like a um, psoriasis eczema um, um, body butter that has like saved my life, and so that's why I'm always, you know, walking around with this glow that you see. All right. I'm gonna tell y'all what I'm about to do right now. Right now, I am buying detergent, <laughs> laundry detergent from a black owned business, thetrueproducts.com, thetrueproducts.com, true laundry detergent. I am going to place my order right now. Say it one more time. Trueproducts.com, okay. true, true, T R U E, laundry detergent. Okay. Um, and you know, black people, we the first ones to have that sensitive skin. So I really do feel just wholeheartedly we be knowing how to take care of it better than like all that medical shit out there. Like I've been through them all and like that shit don't work or it only worked for a moment. I also um, bought, uh, um, damn man, I bought toothpaste. Uh, fuck. I know, I'm I trying to think of this. Um, Clothing brand, I think it's called Black Nostalgia. I have some of their clothes, but I can't remember if it's exactly called Black Nostalgia, but they got some dope ass shit too. Maybe look that up. I wanted to uh, sneak in a couple more. There's, uh, there is a black owned uh, clothing brand called Big Boys Closet. It's B-O-I-Z, Big Boys Closet. Uh, he's based in Baltimore. He's on Instagram and he, uh, he makes clothes for bigger men. Um, which is, it, it's already hard to find clothes if you are, uh, if you're bigger in size, if you're a man of size. And it's even harder to find urban clothing uh, for men of size that isn't, you know, from, from two seasons ago, like at Burlington. Oh. And I love Burlington. Uh -huh. I love Burlington. But that's, and that's like the only place that I can go and find anything. Um, so there's that. Um, uh, if you're in LA or if you're moving to LA or just moved in LA, Black Book LA is a great resource. It's a great resource. Um, and they show you, you know, black events to support. Um, they have a directory of black owned restaurants and things like that. They have a directory of black owned businesses that are based here. Um, Melanin Market. Melanin Market. Oh, yes, I always want to shout awesome. them out. Yes. Um, Melanin Market. And I, I can't actually wait to become a, a vendor with them soon. But uh, Melanin Market is super dope. They got dope shit. They uh, they do these pop up shops where a bunch of uh, black vendors come together, and you know it's it's music out. It's it's like a black party, a black party, a black party. It's like a block party for black owned businesses. So um, oh, that's yeah, here in LA. Last year actually, mm -hmm. I got this like dope ass like crown hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. they got unique shit. You know, shit. That's, it's I, I'm yeah. telling you, it's 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 so amazing. And at this point, like. If you're not, if, if there are not at least five black owned businesses on your roster that you're supporting monthly, man. And I think the takeaway too is, is that for everything you need, there's some black business that is, is selling that. So um, just do that, a little bit of extra work to just see what that is. And, you know, if you like their product, then you'll, you know, you'll probably, you'll probably go ahead and get it anyway. Yo, and at the same time, man, be dope. Like, like some of the clothes. Look, I'm be honest with y'all. If you just have, hold Here on, we go. no, Here no, we go. no, because we have to. I like style, man. See, I'm trying to look. Fresh. I have to learn that it's okay for for me to be critical of things or yeah. be critical of black stuff. So, Listen, right? I'm gonna let you rock. I'm gonna yeah. let you rock. So look, don't sell me no Air Force Ones 
with a red, black, and green flag on it. I ain't buying that shit. Like, I'm not buying your bands. They just oh, have a line God. on them. And I, no, like I need more creative shit. Oh, here's the homie right here, uh, Dungeon Ford, has some of the dopest like hats, man, caps. Hat. Like He's from out of Florida. He went to FAMU with my cousin, my homegirls and shit. Uh, Dungeon Forward on Instagram, super dope. And the toothpaste I was talking about was Garner's Garden. Let me see that. Is that it right there? This is, um, I forget, what, what the fuck is this? This is tooth powder. Oh, but Garner's God. Garden has mouthwash. They have toothbrushes, toothpaste. Like, they, like, I've used the product oh, shit. tons it's of times. It's a powder. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. Oh, so so check out Garner's too. Garden. Sorry, I'm wasting it. They have yeah. body butter. Yeah. Like, they, they're really dope. Like, um, okay. It's minty. So is there what? 90% the of the, huh? They're activated charcoal in this? Because it's like a... You like just activate it with water? Listen, man, yeah. Y'all ask me too many questions. <laughs> just go to Garner's Garden. <laughs> and, you know, they have antibacterial <laughs> mouthwash, toothbrushes, toothpaste, all that kind of shit. And to, oh, yo. So this dude was on, um, damn, if we was going to have a fucking episode like that, I would have had Sam here. Shit. But we can always continue this because we're black and we love our people. I was about to say, you can always, you can always <laughs> we do can a part always two. do a second. Um, but dude, the dude off of, uh, he was on um, The Breakfast Club. Uh, oh, Dev- the clothes, right? Yeah. Uh, um, let me see what his name is. I remember you telling me about him. So the, the Instagram is FBCC Bay Area. And the guy's name is Devlin Carter. That's right. He's created his own shoes. Now, when we talk, when I tell you, like, be dope. Like, have some style. Because you know we are a very... Like, we like style. I don't give a fuck what... Like, we can act like we, we can talk about not spending a ton of money on clothes. Cool. I understand that. but Because I don't spend a ton of money on clothes. Mm-hmm. But I still going to have some steez to my shit. Yep. I'm, like I said, I'm not wearing that bullshit. But this dude, I can say, like, he's created some shoes. And I'll show y'all, like, here's, here's some shoes right here. Y'all can't see it. But this is some stuff... Like he's created a shoe oh, that is not a knockoff oh, of anyone else's. Yeah, it's his own. Like thing. it's his own gym, style. So. Like, yeah. and he has not only the shoes, but he has he has um, shirts and clothes. There's another guy. But he oh, has uh, dope. And it's also so it's FBCC Bay Area on Instagram and see a collective, uh, SIA collective, on uh, Instagram as well. It's all the same guy, Devin Carter. So um, also Nagash, I think it's I think it's Nagash, I think it's Nagash. Let me check out Nagash because this may be one of the people I'm talking about. Like it's just weak. Um, Let me. Uh, I'm trying to shout out Nagash to give him some praise. <laughs> I don't know where he's based. I think it's oh, on the East Coast. apparel and footwear in Nagash. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I found out about Nagash me, a couple of years yeah, ago. Let me check you out. And man. I think I've owned a pair of shoes or two. I'm not a big clothes guy at all. Um, anybody Look, who knows me, I don't actually. That, I'm looking at this stuff now because I remember looking at it a while back and I wasn't a fan. And I can look, I'm looking at it now. I, it may not be my style, but I can still see people rocking this shit for sure. So you feel like it could be fly for somebody? For some, absolutely. Right. Like this kind of shit is not for me, but I can definitely see people rocking the hell out of that shit. Like what? Yeah, like but I you think, like that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's exactly, like exactly. exactly. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Like those you, shoes are a look. Those now, shoes are now, a look. no, this is like a, a that, gladiator blazer. But that's like, what I'm it's, it's dope though. It's, it's fucking. But red. see, you know, you can't see me in it. No, I wouldn't see you in that. But that's no. what I'm saying. That's why I want to make it clear. Like, yo, the shit's still dope. Like, it just ain't for me. Like, I there's certain stuff I just ain't. What the fuck? 
And I don't even wear high tops. And again, you know, just another reminder, there are so many black, different types of black owned businesses that you could support. I didn't even know, um, even though I I ended up deciding to to print out my own labels, um, I found out after ordering labels in bulk um, about a print shop in Winter Hills. Also found out about another print shop that's right beside the Serving Spoon in Inglewood. A guy that's been there for apparently like 36, 37 years, right beside the, uh, the restaurant, the Serving Spoon in Inglewood. And um, he prints all kinds of stuff. So. Does he print flyer? I mean, like, uh, so prints. we need some bookmarks for Nipsey Hustle Book Club. If you ever want to join Nipsey Hustle yeah. Book Club, dot, I mean, at Instagram, Lamar Park, we in there. We doing some big shit. Let's go. But yeah, I need some, I need some bookmarks. If that. you go to the Serving Spoon, literally go to the Serving Spoon. I'm sure you know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, right the Level Up store, the right Level it. Up store, which is also black owned, mm-hmm. this dude 211 from Inglewood. Um, he's like. His birth, like, I don't even want to do that to him. Because I was going to... Anyway, he has his own shit in there. Dope-ass t-shirts. Like, shoes. I'm going to have to check that out, the Level too. Up store. But yeah, so if you're, right if by you're the looking... Spoon on, Cin- on Cinella, a few blocks west of La Brea. So, basically, in between La Brea and Los Angeles. So, if you're if you're looking to get any t-shirts done, because once I once I get Happy Jam merch, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably go to him uh, so that I can get my shit printed out there. But... He does all of that stuff um, in bulk, like everything from jar labels to T-shirts um, to, to sneakers to, to flyers, banners, all oh, of no. that. Like all of that can be done black owned. Okay. All of that. Hey, listen, y'all, from all the shit I'm talking about, like now, I didn't, I've always been thinking, basically I've always been thinking like this. But if you have any question, if you're unsure of like the possibilities of this or you're unsure of the, even the knowledge, that, the history of it that I'm talking about. Repowernomics. Claude Anderson, Powernomics. Powernomics. Um, read it. Check it out. It's available. Go to, I mean, I wish you would go to the bookstores that we, you know, um, that we patronize. Esawan, if you're in L.A., Esawan in Lamert Park or Malik Books in Crenshaw Mall. They're very supportive of us. Mm. Tell me what the book club. Tell me what Nipsey Hussle book club. They will give you a discount. Oh, dope. Um, That's real dope. So, um, and also watch the tons of videos done by Claude Anderson on YouTube. You can get a lot of the information right there. Some people ain't readers. I get Claude it. But Claude e. Anderson. Claude with the E. I mean, no matter. I don't even know, but it'll okay. pop up. Okay. Like even if you, no matter how you spell it, Claude Anderson is gonna pop up. If you put Claude Anderson in Powernomics. Or just Power Nomics, Claude Anderson is going to pop up. Boyce Watkins is another one. Like, really, like, put it on. Like, turn it on in your car. Go to YouTube in your car and just listen to the dude talk. It's going to make so much fucking sense, man. So just a, just a quick disclaimer, okay? Um, if you're from what they like to call the alphabet people, um, just try to listen to, to, to Boyce's stuff about economics. Just stay there. Um, uh, Boyce Watkins, um, even Umar Johnson and Tariq Nasheed, they all have great points um, about black economics. So I'm just warning you, if you're an LGBT person, just try to stay there and just listen to that rhetoric because uh, there, there is some good stuff there. There's some, there's some really good stuff there. I'm confused why you felt like you need to do a separate disclaimer for the LGBT community. Um, because all three of them are, are notoriously something. homophobic. Gotcha. They are. Um, but they have great ideas about um, about economics, black economics, and I, I just I can't I can't say that they don't. They do. They got great information. 
Dude, that is a man. It's so funny because that is like a thing that we from for the gay community, like you guys have to think about like, am I going to give any give this a listen? Give any of this, like, pay any attention to this person who is speaking some truth. Am I going to give him any of my time when I know he doesn't fuck with me? Right. And I like, do that on a daily basis with things, though. Things that I know are patronizing to me or things that I know are condescending to me, but I have something to gain from it if I sit through it. I do that with people. I mean, shit. I mean, I think it was Malcolm X who was like, he was, I mean, he was reading books by people who were very much, uh, very much hated black folks. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, doesn't mean that the information is invaluable. Listen, we listen, we we read books and watch uh, and go to seminars uh, by uh, held by white billionaires all the time. And you think Mm -hmm. you think those white billionaires and and white multimillionaires are pro black? Mm -hmm. No, but they may have they may have information and insight if you're looking to to start your own business, if you're looking to become an entrepreneur, if you're looking to get into real estate, looking to get into the stock market. but and even with that though, there are black people that will give you great information as well that you could that you could always support first. You know what I mean? Black people with books and and series and things and DVDs that you could always buy first. And you ain't got to go have coffee with these motherfuckers. Just get the information. Still, still what you can't like. You're actually like. You're like fuck you, but yeah, I'm gonna take move. all this from you. Right, <laughs> it's a boss move. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit. Who watched the enemy, the Emmys? I literally only watched for Jarrell's speech and for Billy Porter's speech. Seeing um, seeing Jarrell win was like you know seeing a cousin win. Seeing Billy Porter win was like it was like seeing an uncle win. Like it was. Is it was Jarrell just great. gay? Huh? I was wondering. I didn't know. Is he gay? What 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 made you ask that question? Because like, I mean, I know the other dude is. So you were so that's an exciting thing, like for oh people. yeah, I mean nah, Jer- Jer- I'm rooting for everybody black. I get oh okay, yeah, I'm just like yeah yeah yeah. I, look, I, I, hey, everybody I black. You. I, but I, I, I didn't. I asked the question because it all like when you said like a cousin or like it felt like there was like oh yeah like they family connection in that way. like right, a deeper yeah. connection. And we use yeah, that terminology I mean, too. Like they I, I say yeah. I say like a cousin because um because Jarrell's also a millennial. So you get what I'm saying. So it felt like it felt like seeing one of my cousins get up and get an award. I do not know that man personally. <laughs> I don't know that man. But um, I saw him. I just you know. I, but I've been I've been rooting man. for him since uh, since Moonlight, and he's just done a bunch of other just great, amazing mm-hmm. films. And um, and Billy Porter, who has literally been in the business, has a Grammy, mm-hmm. has a Tony, um, and now has an Emmy. Um, he's literally been in the business since I believe the '80s. So he's been in the business for a very long time. And is just now getting his due, um, playing pray tell. Like man, you, hey, uh, hey, it, it you, just you it know makes it feel like it's possible. Huh? He's the first Afro Latino to, to win. win. Yeah, 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 he's Dominican, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, he he definitely deserved that. My goodness. Um, I also only seen the to, to win an acting Emmy. Okay, an acting Emmy. Yeah, okay, I did want to bring up something. All right, so I do want to engage in some mess just really quickly. All right. I mean, you a messy ass dude. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to clean you up. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so there was a moment where uh, RuPaul was giving a speech and Billy Porter was visibly just not here for it. Um, and the reason why is because uh, 
RuPaul didn't have anybody black on his team when he got up to accept that award. And it's just been, it's kind of been troubling queer people for a minute because RuPaul is very all lives matter to the shit. And it just, I'm not saying that he won't give a gay black man or or, a queer black person an opportunity, but it just, it just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. And then afterwards, like, uh, he was asked a question about the, the, the LGBT community and made a BLT joke, made a sandwich joke. It was, it was just very, it was very unfortunate uh, to see. And a lot of people were on Twitter calling him a coon, calling him Uncle Tom, all this, that, and the third. Um, yeah, the, I, I did see that. See it. Yeah, it was very discouraging. And to be honest, you know, I know, RuPaul and Porter is from the, you know, real, real similar generations, you know, and not to give anybody, it's not, it's not an excuse for that type of thing, but what I constantly do see is that older black men who have come from, you know, where they, their primes were more of like the late 80s, the 90s, that era where they get, you know, it was easier to get your black lost in all the gayness because it was so much less black gay out for you to get connect, be connected with. And so in that era of time, usually, uh, I guess the white community was what was present to actually take your uniqueness at that time. And now we're 20, 30 years later, and I'm still seeing that generation, the older black gay men who are now in their um, yeah, the late 40s, it, 50s, and 60s, right, where they still haven't recovered to find their culture. No, don't shake your head. And they're upset about it, every too. day who is like, I didn't have no black people. Mm-hmm. Like, I came to L.A., there was no, no, the black community wasn't, the black gay, there was no black gay community out here for him. There was no black community for him because he was gay. Right. He didn't have a family anymore. Like, he had nobody back home. Right. So he went with this man who was ex- like he was, I guess, what's the word? Oh, I hate complacent. No, no, no. He was more woke about uh, the situation. Yeah. Loosely, loosely. Loose, yeah, I, hear what you said. I said yeah. more woke. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, it was a comfortable situation, and he decided to fuck with that. And twenty years later, twenty twenty years later, he is like, he knows he missed out on a lot. Mm-hmm. And you and, see him trying to catch up on that. Yeah, you see it. In his and 50s now, you know? and I, I don't I don't want anybody to think that I'm not trying to extend uh, RuPaul Grace. Um, what I, mean, I am yeah. saying is that this is a conversation, and these are the kinds of questions that have been thrown at RuPaul for like the better part of a decade now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, RuPaul is only maybe uh, seven or eight years older than uh, Billy Porter. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so they both came up during a time where there was no black gay anything uh, on television unless it was like, uh, you know, making fun of us. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like like on uh, the sketch in Living Color. What is it called? Men on, Men film. on film. Unless it was like Men on Film or like uh, Tu Wong Fu, which is still one of my favorite movies. <laughs> but know, right? it's it, it presents us in a light that's only comedic, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the only representation they have. All I'm saying is... At some point in time, like you, you gotta listen to some of the stuff that's being thrown at you, I right? Hear that. You, you you gotta listen to some of it. Put and, some effort into 
That's all I'm saying. Un- understanding I'm saying. why these folks feel this way about you. Like right. there are no black, is, is no black people on your team that got up on that Emmy stage with you? None? And I, I can't, I can't, I just can't see him not taking pause in this situation. Like I feel like I can't see. BLT. BL, I mean, and you know, even in your 50s and 60s, there's always room to grow and it's always shit you don't know. So I'm hoping that this moment for him, despite whatever he wants to show to the public, you know, he can have his pride or whatever, but I hope internally he had a switch turned on for that. Because, I mean, like you said, not to, you know, RuPaul is a trailblazer. You know, he broke down a whole bunch of doors, but I'm just saying still, that was what was very, very upsetting. I get it. I, and I also get it because gay black men in the media are notorious are notoriously uh, painted as not being as pro-black or dating white partners. You get what I'm saying? They are... Is it more understandable, though? Because, I mean, we are like the last community to come around. Like, I get it. But we are... Like, y'all are fucking difficult. Like, I get it. I I, I totally do. And And... Maybe it's because I went to an HBCU and I I eventually just had to learn to balance both. Um, yeah, I had issues with with certain straight black men, but at the end of the day, like if I if I if I launch a business tomorrow, they'll probably be my they'll they'll probably be my customers before such and such and such will. Or if something happens to me, you get what I'm saying? Some some injustice. Let's say I'm snatched up by police, right, and beaten, like. Are these are these white gay men gonna take to the streets before no. these black men no, do? No. Not. Probably not. No. Probably not. And um, it's just it's just hard to see because the, I know that there's there's a part of me that that could be a little bit more open minded and give RuPaul a little bit more grace. But it's just it's frustrating to see a man who I I would guess would have so much information at his fingertips mm-hmm. just not do anything with it. Information, maturity, like all of that. And I think you're quite right to be that upset. You can give him all his grace that he wants, but this has this is a teaching moment for him. I hope that he can um take and embrace that. What else y'all been watching on TV? I know we uh, I've been watching Snowfall, everyone. Um I think they just had they or they about to come up on their last episode of this season, but I'm just, you know, starting or I'm in the middle of the third season. Such a great, great, great show. Uh I got some homegirls on the show. Out there, and um, they killing it. And um, I just, you know, I shout out that show more so because they are very much always giving opportunities to new actors over and over again. You get to see people emerge from that. Um, R.I.P. John Singleton. Damn. Yeah, I um, still have not seen it, and it makes no sense. It's based in L.A. So good, South L.A. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I've been here for three years, it it really. Oh my God! Right. Seems real. It's it's so realistic. Uh, to to what the culture must have been like here, because mm-hmm. there are so many parts of it that resonate with me as as a LA resident of three years, who's pretty much only lived in like local areas and not like hot spots for transplants. So mm-hmm. it's it's very realistic and it's it's good. It is. It's good. I mean, we all knew a bunch, man. It's good. It's LA. We knew we had a lot of crack out here. You're like this My is too real for you, crack. right? <laughs> yeah. To uh, who pulled up over in the area before? James DeBarge pulled up for some shit. Oh, damn. You got real names. Natalie Cole. I I oh, I knew. I heard about that. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he said James. One, he said one time James DeBarge pulled up with uh, Janet Jackson. He told me this now. I don't know. Look. Look, you just putting it out there. But he's talking yeah. all kind of shit. Like, 
because like this is the West Side. It ain't that far from Hollywood. Not at right? all. Shit, so, right. So the gangs who had the drugs like in on the, in West LA were making a ton of money. Like one of the gangs, uh, this gang called Mansfield, Gangster Crip, it's off of Pico and like La Brea, Fairfax, all, like in that I area. I love when we get the hood stores. And mm-hmm. then you had so another I'm one, Playboys. I'm sorry, I play, <laughs> play, Playboys, at, the Playboy Gangster Cribs that are off of uh, La Cienega and Venice, and also near Pico. Then you had the Venice Shorelines. So I bring up these, these gangs because they are all in areas that people, you know, we're either near, like, because Hollywood is not far from the areas with the Playboys and the Mansfield gangsters. So if they want to get their shit or they want to make a call for somebody to drop awesome shit, you want yeah. the closest motherfucker. Right, right, right. So right, right. Cass is right there. They pulling up. And if you're in Venice, like, you want to, who don't want to check out Venice? Even in its craziest times, you want to, you know, check it out. The drugs are there. And the, they were making money. So you had these dudes making so much fucking money. Like, I'm, off of Hollywood, man, off, off of white Hollywood, black Hollywood, right. just, man. I shit. I went to. I remember my brother. Oh, this is so horrible. My brother was fucking around with a uh, June Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> just know, June Pointer was like way older than my brother. Uh, no, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Like <laughs> she, she has passed away. Um, she passed away some years ago, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember I went to, he asked me to take him to her house. She had a house in the hills. And I mean, I don't know what drugs they were doing in there. Nobody was there, but it was just the f- most fucked up house. In the hills. In yeah. the hills. It was like, fuck. It was like, it was so trash. People, he told me a couple of people died from overdoses in the house and I knew I was probably doing something illegal mm-hmm. when I walked in there. Yeah. I was like, I probably should not be here. But anyway, yeah, I saw he had Polaroids of her nasty 70s looking vagina. 70s looking vagina. It was so hairy. It was, it was hair, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. All right, I had to bring that up. It was funny. Because he, he told me, I remember he told me, he called me from jail one time and he was like, look, man, I need you to go in this car in my aunt's driveway. And grab the pictures and hide them. Oh my god! Because his baby mama, he didn't want his baby mama to see him. That's hilarious. And I, I went through the pictures. Of course, and, uh, right through the from your phone. Oh, <laughs> right man, back in the day, real. right. This is what yes. you got to do. Yes, that was the leading news from your phone back then. <laughs> right, that's the- your brother hide the shit. Man, <laughs> but Joe, yes, you would definitely love Snowfall. You have a personal connection to that. Yes, that is my foot oh, you playing footsie with. Watch out now. I, I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, I wanted to shout out a couple shows too. Um, yeah, my roommate TV. and my brother, they make fun of me because I love uh, black bougie people shit. Um, I don't care. But uh, Greenleaf, <laughs> I've been watching Greenleaf. Um, what what else have I been watching? I've been watching some reality shit too. I've been watching um, Love and Listings, which is based here. Uh, it's a reality show on uh, VH1 where it follows uh, real estate agents, mainly people of color, uh, mainly black people who are, um, you know, who sell houses and shit to celebrities. Um, so that just uh, ended. That was uh, the season finale. Um, for those of you guys who do watch Housewives, Housewives of Potomac. 
Um, yes, that shit has been heating up lately. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I lost interest. Um, that's <laughs> <my> <laughs> hey, look, that's top, perfectly listen, fine. Listen, um, Top Boy is back. <laughs> top Boy is back on Netflix. If y'all never, and, if y'all didn't see it before, so Top Boy was is a show from London, the hood in London. Uh, it's a black show, like about drugs and mm-hmm. the ghetto in London. So it came out like six. Eight years ago or something like that. Maybe I'm going too many years, but it, I feel like it was like maybe six years ago. And now they did they somebody wanted to bring it back. And it's back on Netflix and it's fucking good, man. I was so excited. Like it was so long ago. Like a lot of the characters who were little kids are like, like really grown and look like. And one of them just died, and I was like, oh, good, because you look like you were really on crack. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's yeah. It was really, it was really, it's really a good show. But yeah, check out Top Boy. Was there any, oh wait, have y'all seen Bill Burr's uh, stand up? No, I haven't. All right, look. Before I'm not gonna talk about it. Next episode, please, we gotta watch that. I hope everybody watches it. Okay. It's fucking hilarious. What is it about? No, don't nope. tell me. Don't nope. say shit. Nope, I'm not saying nothing. No, watch it. I Bill just, Burr. I want to be surprised. It's amazing. Um, y'all, y'all forced me to watch Chappelle, and it was great. Y'all forced me to watch Chappelle, um, so I'll, I'll check this out too. Okay. I'll, uh, hopefully, I like it. Hopefully, I think it's funny. Um, also, these memes on Six Nine, aka Mr. Hernandez, y'all are fucking killing me. The inter- I didn't threw my damn phone across the room so many times. <laughs> However, you know, I ain't. Uh, we all got all this disrespect, you know, for him being a snitch. How many of y'all would snitch on somebody or not snitch? And, Dude, I'm, and, no, no, and no. Fuck that. I'm six, not putting myself seven. in that position. Of course, yeah. That's what like, it's all about, like, really. He was but. told, he was warned by so many people about the position he was putting himself in. Oh, way before. We had memes even about that. Like, <laughs> Charlemagne. Charlemagne. I remember Charlemagne. that episode. Told him that shit was so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, he was like, "You're going to die, or you're going to be like." He kept he saying this stuff. I think Fat Joe told him like many Not people. Chill. Yeah, many people told him. Chill. And well, I think that's more what it's like. That's why he get. That's why he got all the hate is because all the steps he did to get him in this situation. And so it's hard to kind of discuss really within him about like. What's your thoughts on just snitches in general? I know he a snitch. I mean, like outside of the character. Like, do, y- if you, do y'all think he's gonna come back and do some music though? That's I, a, that's I, a real. I, I, I mean, think he do. I think he is actually. It's protection, and that's gonna require that his tattoos be removed. So also I'm, no music or anything. Know. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen because I, I mean, obviously there there's gonna be a target on this guy's back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, and they said that uh, it was something that came out about um, Jim Jones being an informant. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> nah, for real, for real. Um, Googling now. <laughs> huh? I thought they just said he was in a gang. I mean, they said was, that uh, too. They said that too. Well, he's been from Nine Trade. Like he was, I think, one of the first people I ever heard claim Nine Trade. I was like, when he first started rapping. Okay. okay. So he's been representing that, but um, shit, Fifty Cent had actually posted about that shit. <laughs> and I cannot fucking find it. I, I, I do want to say this. Um, I had a roommate who is now deceased uh, back in college who used to sell weed out of our room. 
And I'm sure up to the day he died, he thought that I snitched on him. I just want to put it out there that I did not. Um, it was actually a friend of his um, that ended up telling on him. But now you snitched on him. Thanks. Huh? You are who you a, are. You are who you are. I didn't give up no names or anything. Everybody <laughs> but I just wanted were. to say, like, I, me and the nigga didn't get along. But like, I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't aid in sending another black man to jail that wasn't doing anything directly to me. So let me ask you directly, if you was going to, you know, if you've been interrogated about something and you either got to tell on this person or you doing, I don't know, seven years, what you doing? I don't commit crimes. I'm never in this situation. No. I have a clean get in the microphone. Record. I've never been in trouble with the law. Joe, Joe, Let's if you if you are getting interrogated about something and you come to a T in the road and you either going to have to Tell them some shit, or you're going to have to do seven years. What you doing? Did I do anything wrong? Um, it doesn't matter. I'm just no, saying. No, it matters. It actually matters. That matters. Well, no, I'm just saying it's easier than... No. Than, it's easier the, than what, I don't know, we can think the reason for why us say, to be in positions, no, you know? Just, like, normal people get in these positions. I know. I'm just, I'm giving, I'm asking that question. Like, am I part of this? Did I do something? Oh, I hear you. Okay. Now, you know what that is? Because then it's about personal responsibility. Yeah, if, I how did much it, you... if I did it, I don't, there's no okay. need to snitch because, yeah, I did it. I didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not snitching on that I'm one. I'm not snitching now, on something that I was now, involved in just to give me less time yeah, if I was in part. Of part. Yes, I got you. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I know yeah. what I did. Yeah, yeah. Now, if somebody put me in some shit. And you know you didn't do. And I'm not and living they, okay, that life. Right, I'm not, okay. I'm not a person who's I'm not a criminal I'm just a civilian just living my life mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give up my life for this fuck yeah. man I don't live by those rules brother I am not <laughs> no gang member I am not in the hood like I didn't sign up for that shit no I'm <laughs> man look if yeah. you don't come out and say yeah, something, we know you're not in the hood with this pool. If you don't, <laughs> shit, this pool was a hood. You better stop it. <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh, but, that, um, but um, yeah, if it's if I have nothing to do with that, and you put me in a position, sorry, but Man. not sorry. Yeah, I get that. You should just go ahead and admit it, so I so I don't have to tell my ass. <laughs> It's it's expedite this it's whole coming. process, actually. Go ahead and plead guilty so you can get less time, because mm-hmm. I'm coming. Also, I did want to say, also, it, it came back a little while ago, but um, Dear White People, uh, new season, is not bad at all. Um, I so couldn't for even get of, through it. Look, I couldn't. I, I got through the first season, loved it, and then for some reason, the second one, I just couldn't, like... Right, get back on the train. I want to, and I am going to revisit because there's nothing that they did that made me not like nah, it. This third season, I, I want to give you a safe space to drag it. Just, I'm not gonna drag it. It's just I, I couldn't get into like the other episodes. What is it other about season, it? I, I don't know. I for, now I forget. Now I forget because I was like watching the the second. I got to the second episode. I was just like I don't. Know. Was they up for it? Any didn't grab. No, no, it no. didn't grab me at all. Like the other ones, I was so interested. right. It was something wanted, that made me want to watch it. Like, and I, now. Yeah, I just wasn't into it. This this third season just yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may try again, but uh, it was something about it that did not like. I like actually. I was cool with the second season, mm-hmm. but this either. this last one. This I tried. It. I just couldn't even get through it. I, and I have a lot of like. You have to be some amazing shit right now because there's so much amazing shit right now I'm not watching TV like that right so So when I do it has has, yeah same here because I like Top Boy I actually put my phone down and like right, okay I'm excited to see that I really am now that you mentioned it it's like 
I don't like I literally can't watch TV like that anymore because I have so much shit going on. So I mean, and we're in a golden era of fucking TV, so you better be I can't believe I sat there watching power. That shit is so trash. Oh, also, I'm so mad I wasted an hour of my time. I'm glad I was waiting for somebody. Real quick, y'all, I do want to say This Is Us is back. This Is Us just premiered one of my favorite shows on television. Um, if you're into that warm and fuzzy shit, it is for you. Um, so, somebody posted and said, This Is Us, who are they? I, I, mean, I haven't seen it. I've never watched This Is Us, but... It's such a good show. I promise it is. I promise it is. Yeah, I watched the first season. Definitely a good show. Again, I couldn't get invested in the second season. I don't know, like, I don't know why... I couldn't get pulled in. I wanted to know what the hell happened to the damn... F- you know, anyways. Um, Mixed Dish also premiered. Sorry. I, they're coming to my mind. Mixed Dish just stop premiered. watching all this goddamn TV. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed Dish also premiered. I was able to, to catch up on some things after the accident, so because I, I couldn't do shit but sit I'm over here getting but, on them. Yeah, <laughs> but I literally... Listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm well-rounded in my shit. I have... I compartmentalize everything. All of my woke and informative shit I listen to on podcasts. Um, when I watch TV, I either want to be entertained or I want some mess. Um, I get it. I get so. it. Look, man, I still. I mean, we have our we have our uh, guilty pleasures. Like, I have a guilty pleasure. I still I, watch, I like watching fight videos all the time. <laughs> oh well, I, I, mean, I love them, man. I love watching. Like World Star? I don't know if I'm Man, getting I older. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I love watching like kids fight too. Like I'm one teenagers. of those people. I like. I feel like I'm the one that's like, oh, like I'm turning away nowadays. Like I just don't like. It makes me feel some type of way inside. I like a good square up. Like I don't like. I don't want to. You see, want somebody to get no, right, no, no, right, no. I don't. Yeah. Really, I, I don't like the like uh, called dope Sharkeisha fiends. Like, shit, I don't like, like the something. dope fiends. Like where somebody's just standing there, somebody comes from the side. Yeah. Nah, I like a good. It's just how my love for boxing and like I love no, a good square up. Well, that's different. That was, okay. You that's know, different. but you know, like, I still watch all those world. Like stuff. boxing, I can see how you can appreciate. Like, yeah, good square of, up, man. Fighting. Sorry, if you like boxing, I can see how you like the art of just a good yeah, a good squabble, fight. man. I got you. you. Know, I don't like seeing people get jumped, you know, shit like that. Unless the person who's getting jumped is doing a shit, and they like, yeah. you know, like oh, you tried to jump me, you still can't fight because that's happened before. I had to give them the, these hands anyway. Mm. Man, all right, y'all, I'm hot. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I think we're wrapping up here. Hopefully by next week we can be talking about Trump being impeached or something. But um, until then, I think we want to do. I think the next episode, I'm really gonna push to get some people on here. I want to talk health and fitness, like because yeah. it made me start thinking. Like especially, uh, I was watching a video talking about uh, food deserts. I mean, mm. there's a food desert basically in every black community. Yeah, I think that's so, I, I. I make that re, I, I, because I lived in the food desert. Is why I grew man boobs when I was younger. Like I know yeah. it. So we're gonna talk I about know you know, know it. eating right. We're gonna talk about <laughs> exercising and all that shit because. We can talk all this shit about community building, and we got to be here for it. Because I look at Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. And I love Killer Mike. I think he's so intelligent, so informed. He don't just play around. He be giving me goosebumps. He don't, like he don't just play around with, with like, just speaking out of his ass. He's going right. to tell you where to, who to love get the Killer information Mike. from, you know, and he's he's got references and shit. I love that about him. But, but he needs to lose some weight. Like... I I'm, I'm I don't want to lose one of the most powerful people we have in our community right now, like one of the more powerful voices. And I get nervous about him. I get nervous about my friends. Like, 
you got to think about the position you're in and being health conscious because when I do see somebody who is on that level and they're not health conscious, uh, I do, I'm not going to lie to you, I lose a little, uh, a little confidence in them because I'm like, what is, where do you start thinking about yourself? Like, you're doing this one thing right, but, you know, we need you here. You got to start thinking, like, what am I eating? What am I putting in my body? What am I, how am I exercising? And I see him doing it once in a while, but he's got to be a presence for us, man. He's got to be an example. And it's more than an example, like, through your, um, through what you provide. Through like, words. Yeah, through words. I agree. Um, uh, I agree with everything you said. And I've made it no secret uh, when I've been up here, and that's come up before, that I have struggled like hell um, with weight since college. Uh, and um, who knows? Hopefully I can get some insight from these from these health professionals. Um, and I know that, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Joe has even given me some great advice and some great insight and things, you know, things have worked. Uh, when I first met you and I sat down to interview about my music, remember that? I remember that. I was 431 pounds. Okay. And, um, and today... I'm a little under 380. Let's um, go. That's huge. I can't see it, but I can feel it. That, um, I that matters so much. The shirt so that much. I have on, I couldn't fit the last time I saw you. So um, That's a huge celebration, man. Like, it really is. So I just, I, I do want to say to those folks out here, out there that are really, really big and are trying, I get it. The shit is hard. Working out on top of trying to work, on, try, on top, top of trying to pay bills. You go out and you bust your ass for this job and then you come home and you're like, damn, mm-hmm. I got to try to work out too? It's like, a job, yeah. I get it. But just try to fit it in. If all you can do is just walk for 30 minutes around your neighborhood, just try to fit something in. Yeah, and hey, I think and you, just, you can't, and you're not gonna be able to come at me or D and say what y'all know about it. We got pictures. <laughs> we know. I know we're gonna know that he just thanked you for any type of insight. Like I wasn't sitting the fuck here and listening oh and giving him advice and shit too. You were. Like what the fuck? Uh, anytime me. I get, you can't shine if I'm in the room, anytime Joe. I come on me. now. The fuck you think this is? I, I should have known. I'm sorry. Just kidding, just kidding, guys. He just is kidding. not. All right. everything about that. Yo, can I go home now? I'm hot. Oh, yeah, you know I'm trying to go home. Shit. Well, I'm home. <laughs> you home, bad. right? I just want to take a shower. Thanks for listening, guys. Me and the gay homies. Peace. Out.